Hey, what's up? This is Eden, and welcome to episode two of Artists Arguing. How is everyone feeling today? I feel like I'm slowly coming out of my Trump coma. It's been a week since the election. All kinds of feels have been going on, but I, I feel like I'm slowly climbing out of my little depression hole. Although I did have a lot of anxiety today. So I woke up and I decided to go take a meditation class this morning, thinking it would be helpful. Um, but I couldn't get past Sniffles McGee next to me, completely freaking me out. Um, I know you guys are just getting to know me, but I am an insane germaphobe. I'm writing and recording a lot right now, so the last thing I want to do is get sick. So I was sitting there in meditation, and it was like 45 minutes of this person just like hacking and gagging. And every time the 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 guru guiding the meditation class was like, inhale, I could just like hear all of her phlegm, and it was more like 45 minutes of hell. Um, but I guess that's the point of meditation, right? So block out all the noise around you um, and focus within. Speaking of noise or music... I had the craziest night last night. Um, I attended the APCH gala. Um, APCH stands for A Place Called Home. It was benefiting at-risk youth in South Central LA. And they were honoring a woman that I look up to a lot. Um, She's a friend of mine. Her name's Julie Pilot. She's been such a great supporter, mentor. She has a heart of gold, and she she's volunteered a lot with the organization over the years. And she she turned me on to a place called home. They do really, really cool things. They provide after-school programs, focusing on art, music, even gardening, um, and they help keep kids off the streets. So I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I just wanted to let you guys know about it in case you want to do something and kind of help or donate to a place called home. Or if you live in Los Angeles and you want to come down and be a volunteer volunteer and hang out with me, um, you can. Um, I want everyone to check out apch.org for more information. You can also go to my Vivo page and watch a little video of me teaching some kids a dance routine to one of my songs, Too Cool to Dance, um, from a place called home um, a couple years back. And... It will melt your heart. Just go to my Vivo or my YouTube page. I'm not entirely sure what that link is, but type in EdenXO. And um, I don't have too many videos on my Vivo, so you'll be able to find it easily. Um, But yeah, last night was amazing. Um, Some of the stories I heard just had me bawling like a baby. I don't know if that's contributed to my anxiety today, but... Oh my God, these kids, it just, it just makes you like realize how lucky we really are. They go through so much hell. I was listening to a 14 year old boy talk about seeing his best friend get shot up right in front of him at a drive-by shooting. Um, And then I heard another boy talk about being beaten up for eight minutes in the bathroom at a school to some sort of initiation. The whole shit was so crazy, so sad. So that's why I'm kind of pounding this in. So again, go to APCH.org. There was a little light at the end of last night. Stevie Wonder performed, and he was magical. I was like 20 feet away from him, and he was just incredible, just blew me away. I was snapping the night away. If you don't follow me on my snap already, it's at EdenXOMusic. You should follow me because I'm often doing cool shit. Okay. Oh, and Chelsea Handler... (laughs) was one of the presenters and there was a really like funny moment because they were also honoring um, a divorce attorney named Laura Wasser who 
I guess was representing or is representing Gavin Rossdale in this whole Gavin Gwen divorce right now. Um, and Chelsea Handler came out and did this whole bit. And Gavin was in attendance at this gala. And she did this like whole bit on hot nannies. And like it was so uncomfortable. Like you could hear like a pin drop. People were like, oh, my God. And then Gavin had to get up and perform. And it was pretty. I love Chelsea Handler. That bitch is crazy. Um, I think my favorite performance of the night was the kids, though. I'm not kidding. Their band was tight. Um, there was one girl who couldn't have been more than 13 years old, and she had such a voice. I mean, she was giving me, like, Nina Simone vibes. It was insane. I have a feeling she's going to make it. Speaking of making it, my guest today is the Juno Award-winning, platinum-selling singer-songwriter from Toronto, Bad bitch extraordinaire. She's written for Nicki Minaj, Lady Gaga, Kelly Clarkson, Cher, Iconopop. She's also a writer for Vice. I mean, there's actually nothing that this badass chick can't do. I have a girl crush on her, and her name is Angelie. Welcome, Angelie. Hey. <laughs> What's up, girl? Not much. Thanks for that intro. I mean, it's all true, and it's also all on your Twitter. <laughs> um so but it is all true and you should be so proud like you're you're you've made it you're a badass yeah i guess so i guess nobody thinks of themselves as being a badass well, well maybe I, some people do do you um it depends on the day today i had a lot of anxiety and i felt like not i felt like a dumbass but there are days where i feel like a badass <laughs> Do you ever wake up though out of bed and feel that way? Like I'm, I feel like a badass today. Um, or no. does it take? It takes, it takes layers it of takes like layers. makeup and <laughs> clothing. Yeah, it takes layers of like of like going outside and something happening to like yeah reignite my confidence. I typically wake up being like, oh, I want to go back to sleep. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad actually. <laughs> my I, dog licks my face and it's like, get up, aw, take me on a walk. And that's then, cute. That's I a know. cute way to wake up. I know. Yeah, what about I read, you? I read something that, that it was like this mo- motivational thing, and it said you should wake up and like say, I'm awesome. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So I tried it for like five days. Did it work? I don't know. You know what I did do that does work? I, I think I got this from The Secret, so cheesy, but I, I sometimes, and it's now becomes uh, like subconscious, I'll get up and... She said, like, when you put one foot on the floor, you say thank, and then when you put the other foot on the floor, you say you. So you get up and you go, thank you. So, Um, like, you start your day from a place of gratitude. Oh, that's good. I've been doing that. It doesn't really help with your confidence, but you're grateful. Yes. (laughs) It's true. Gratitude does help you get out of anxiety and fear. It's true. It is true. It's like the antidote. Yeah. Which I try to remember all the time. Yeah, you're, I feel like you've always been super humble and like grateful and always like a kind human. Oh, thank since you. I've known you. Yeah. So are you. We should thank you. Um, we should talk about how we know awesome each other. We are. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but um, let's talk about how we met because we met on white. Wait, was it white girl wasted? I don't know if we met that day. Like I feel like we met. I feel like that's oh, when I got you, to know you, you better. Met, uh, when when you and Sarah came over and ate dates and peanut butter in my <laughs> yeah. living room, right? Yeah, my go-to snack. Yeah, that is. Your, is that really your go-to? Is that what you oh, eat? I mean, if I could have dates and peanut butter all the time, I would. I would. Except it would make me like shit all the time. <laughs> 
but I, it is my favorite snack in the world. I thought that was so cute. How, okay, so guys, when I first met Angelie, um, I, I came over to her apartment to hang uh, with our friend Sarah. And the cutest thing is like, I, I don't know, I had this perception of you and like then I like met you in person just from like seeing your, your videos and like hearing your music and like, you know, like I was actually intimidated. I'm like, I like I don't know what she's gonna be like, like, you know. But then I went to your house and you were so cute. You like you were like, Here guys and you like brought out a plate <laughs> and but like the way you cut the dates and you like put him in a shape on the plate and then you like put a, a perfect amount like a dollop of almond butter on each date yes and it was like in a circle it was so cute it was that was just for you though because <laughs> okay. when i'm alone i'm just like shoving the you're like in the, the jar yes. your, right well i thought that was cute but yeah then white girl wasted um you were right about that we so then i asked you i'll let you tell i'll let you explain how we yes to know each other better so you asked me to be in white girl wasted and I'm not a white girl and I've never been wasted <laughs> <laughs> and it was so fun I threw up glitter yes I asked yeah. you to throw up glitter in my video yeah and you did it like a champ that I wasn't did. easy no I don't know even how I just I guess I had the glitter in my mouth and we just like we shoved yes. it in your mouth and then we had you like stick your head out the, the window and then like you vomited it yeah also, that's when I realized, like, you're a really good actor because I thought you were just going to do it in, like, a kind of performance way, like, bleh. But you did it in, like, a full-on method actor, like, ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh. I <actually laughs> swallowed real glitter. <laughs> you, like, went for it. And I was like, oh, my God, and it's the best shot of the video. <laughs> that was my previous life, guys. That's when I had a group called Jesse and the Toy Boys, and I had a song called White Girl Wasted. Um, yeah. Go check it out if you want to, like, dig deep on me and see Angelie and... Um, watch her vomit glitter um so what's going on girl you have this new song golden handcuffs it's everywhere and it's amazing thank you um tell me about it um i i wrote that song on piano at my parents house actually in toronto and then i found this producer his name is remedy r-m-d-y um, and he was working on commercials, actually, at this place called Grayson Matthews, where it's this big building where they hire a bunch of, like, jingle writers, and he's one of them, and he's extremely talented, like so many artists and producers in Toronto. So we got together and just and, and recorded it and decided to put it out. But so, wait, he worked, he was like a... Like he scored commercials, or he did like what did he do like the sound bank thing? Score, <laughs> yeah, right, like the sound yeah. bank file thing, and like sold off like catalog, yes. like right, okay, exactly. So how did you find him then? Like how did you know that he would be able to produce a pop song? It was like I was working with another producer in that same. It, there's there's a there's a like it's kind of like elves in a workshop when you mm -hmm. go there it's like all these people in the studios making music for commercials and I was I went by to say hi or meet a producer and then he came by and he started like riffing on some melodies and I was like oh this guy's really talented and he also because you know when you work with producers sometimes they're they're just kind of engineer type producer DJs right. and sometimes they have a real sensibility for top line right and that's when you can get like real magic going yeah, yeah. and that's that was his vibe. That's great. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I feel like you've always been um, never afraid to do things like that. Like to find like, like uh, I know that you've worked with a plethora of like A-list producers and writers. But what I think is really cool about you and like what I've seen over the years is you've always kind of been looking for like cutting edge new kid and bringing in like, like you're not afraid to be like, well, this guy like 
essentially writes like shitty jingles for commercials but i'm gonna try to write a song with him because i think he's talented like i think yeah. that's, that's really cool that's something Madonna did a lot, by the way. Yes, it's true. My fave. Yes. She found that French producer Miraway, like, some random way also. I forget the story, but... And then he, like, did that whole album, American Life, for her. Oh. And he had, like, never done anything before that. And people... Huh. I remember her label was, like, discouraging her from using him. and But she was like, no. Do you, yeah, she also found William Morbett, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, like... Especially with the internet today, like yeah, like have you ever had anybody send you like a track on Twitter? All the time, I do this thing called Song Day Sunday, where I kind of like tweet out anybody send me songs. So oh I can yeah, listen to them. And, I forgot and you I do found that. some really cool people on there. Wow! So if anybody listening wants to send Angie beat, she's I'm she's, open, man. She's open. Yeah. Shout out your Twitter real quick so they know where to tweet you at. It's at Angeli A N J U L I E. There you go, guys. Get your SoundCloud links ready. Um, yeah, I had a girl today send me a, a beat, and I listened to it because in her tweet she said, "I've been trying to get this to you and Angelie," and oh, I and cool. I and I hadn't announced yet that we were together today, so I thought it was cosmic. We so should listen to it. I already listened, but I'll play it again. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. She's in Italy, and I don't know how she Is found her name us. Ellen. Her name's Andrea. Okay, Andrea Carrick. Oh, that's Correct. not. That's a guy, I think. Oh, he's it's I think a guy. That's a guy. On yeah, because in Italy, sometimes girl names are guys. Oh my bad. Okay, so he. I think I'm he sent sure. us a track. Maybe we'll listen to it in a bit. Cool. Um, but it's cool to find people offline. Yes, I feel like it is. Um, I have a William Orbit story. Oh, okay. Get into it. <laughs> we may have to edit this out after, but I'm going to go for it. Okay. So I met William Orbit in Jean-Baptiste's studio. You know Jean-Baptiste? I know of him. I've never... Actually, what's really strange is he's a co-writer on Push It, which oh. is an old Jesse and the Toy Boy oh, song. Oh, I remember this. But yeah. we don't know each other. I think he came in later and helped with the beat, and so he became a co-writer on Push It. Okay. But we ne- we've never met, even though we've technically written a song together. He's so talented. I know. I, I, well, now he's like the the house. Um, he does music on Fallon, right? Oh, really? Oh, or I, Kimmel? No, not Kimmel. One Fallon's. Is it? I think. He's so talented. No, Fallon's The Roots. I'm fucking blanking. I don't know. Jean-Baptiste. Oh, James James Corden? Corden, yeah. Nope. That's the guy with the big crazy hair. Regis. Reggie's. Reggie? I don't know. Jean-Baptiste, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the music for someone. I'm not okay. sure who. Anyway, so I'm anyway, sorry. I go yeah. in his studio, and yes. he's like, oh, William Morbitt's here. Right. You know? And I'm super excited because Ray of Light is incredible Everything. record. Yeah. So I go in, and he's like, um, you know, he's a presence. He's a tall, looming white man. Um, <laughs> and as soon as you see him... He has, like, um, I forget what you call it, lazy eye, right? Okay. <laughs> so he's, like, a real, like, you. he kind of commands your attention, you know? Um, so we're sitting down, and we're talking about music, and he's listening to my music and everything, and he's, he's really cool, and he's, like, just, like, staring at me. And I'm, like, oh, is this, like, a creepy vibe, you know? Right. <laughs> and then I kind of, like, catch him, and we have this weird moment of eye contact, and, and I'm, like, what you know and he's like sorry i've just i've never met someone with eyes like mine <laughs> eyes like yours 
Eyes like mine, he means to himself. <laughs> Wait, what? So he was saying, you have a lazy eye? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, Wait. And okay, I say lazy eye lightly with him. Like, I don't. I'm not sure what it is. I'm pretty sure it's lazy eye. But and he would be the first to admit it. But like, I was like, do I, do I have a lazy eye? You were like, homie, wait. Yeah. And I was like going to all my friends, like asking people if I have a lazy eye. Oh my I was, god, I have a story for you after this. Keep going. But that that was it. I was just I I I developed such a complex after that meeting. I was like, yeah, I have to train. I have to do those exercises where you're like training your eyes because. Did he get into detail with you and say, like, oh, this eye of yours is lazy? No. So then did you go home and examine yourself in the mirror, like, which one is it? Yes. I'm I'm pretty sure it's this one. I'm looking at you, and you look normal and beautiful, and neither eye looks lazy. Oh, thank you. But, yeah, it gave me a Maybe because his eye's lazy, he's tripping, and he's seeing shit weird, and he, like, thought that you had a lazy eye. Yeah. Because maybe his lid's, like, drooping and blocking his cornea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was up. I mean, I would... We're never my... working with William Orbit. <laughs> no, we're not. That's okay. Um, my story is similar, only it doesn't involve William Orbit. And it involves this awful doctor. Oh. Yeah. I went, I went to get a physical. This is the only time I've ever had a physical, by the way. I feel like I was, like... 22 and I was like I, I'm an adult I should like have a physical like I've never had a physical mm, I should do that because that's what adults do so I like scheduled a physical I and I didn't have a doctor because it's you know like older people they're like who's your primary care doctor because you're like in the hospital every you know often and I'm like I don't know so I just picked one like off a website made an appointment was like I'm gonna have a physical so I'm doing the physical and um, essentially, this doctor does the same thing that William Orbit did to you, only he didn't, didn't have a lazy eye. He said, um, he basically told me that one of my eyeballs, and he used the word bulging. He said, you, do you know you have a bulging eyeball? And I said, what? And I got really bummed out. And he said, yeah, your, your eyeball is protruding, I think is the other word he used, like what? significantly like further out than your other eye. And I was like, wait. I thought like this was like check my blood pressure yeah, really. <laughs> like, and I was so bummed and then he was like he was so aggressive he was even like you don't see it you've never known that like he was so wow. evil about it and I was like no and then he brought a mirror to me and like held it up to my face and was like here and like pointing in the mirror at my reflection oh and my I, God. I got really bummed and That's I not cool no it wasn't cool was and he a plastic surgeon? Like, no, he was. No, I don't know what he was getting at. I was like, so then I even entertained it. I was like, okay, say I do have a bulging eyeball. Like, what? It does it mean anything? And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, making you aware of it. And I'm like, cool, fuck you. Like, I'm like a young, Whoa. like impressionable woman. And you're telling me my eyeball bulges. Maybe that was like a tactic or something. It was weird. I obviously never saw this doctor again. He was in Santa Monica. I don't know his name. I wish I did. I'd tell you all to never go to him. But I went home and w- I did the same thing. I was like yeah. looking in the mirror, like what is up? And then I was like, this guy's full of shit. So maybe he, you know, that book, The Game. No, it's this game, this set of rules where it's the stupidest thing in the world. These douchebags wrote it, and it's like how to get a girl, because you people like for people who don't know how to get a girl. Okay. And it's like insult the girl is one of the tactics. Ew. Like, insult some, the girl so that her self-esteem lowers and then 
you know, coming for the kill. So maybe. Oh, right. Like, your eyes bulging. I love bulging eyes. Like that. <laughs> no, like, your eyes bulging. And then you're so insecure that you're like, oh, I like this guy. He reminds me of my dad who never loved me or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it all goes back to daddy issues. Yeah. Okay, well, this guy was like 60 fucking years old. So if he was creeping on me, then Ew. that would have been weird. Your voice is the sickest. Thank you. I mean, everybody in this room was like, oh, my God, like fanning out over your tone. Thank you. Tell me. Um, I work on it. Yeah. I mean, also, guys, like you should follow Angelie on Instagram because if you really want to see what raw talent is and hear raw talent, I think it's so cool that you've been doing those stripped down acoustic videos where you're just playing like little clips of new songs you've written and sometimes covers and whatever for people on your Instagram just a keyboard and you and mm. you're often in a sports bra like <laughs> often every day I'm in a sports bra um but yeah your your Instagram's just at Angelie as well is that right at Angelie Music yeah at Angelie Music okay so make sure you guys check that out um we got a couple questions on cool. the on the interweb for you so this one comes from Michaelini Spears whose handle is at a little hazy he says, Angelie, who is the dream artist you would want to write for? And have you ever been disappointed with the way an artist has translated your lyrics? I think he means like when you've written for someone and they've cut one of your songs. So it's a two-parter. So number one, who's the dream who's a dream artist you want to write for? Um, I mean, I'd love to write for Madonna. Yeah. That would probably be like That'd be it. It would just be like a childhood dream come true kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not necessarily what I'm like exactly inspired by at the moment, right. but to be able to be part of a project like that would be pretty epic. I had a fake out thinking I was getting Madonna cut. Really? Last record, and it broke my heart. Mm. So she did a lot of it with Toby Gad and oh, yeah. Diplo, and at the time I was working with Toby. I mm. actually, you know what's crazy, and this is the truth, so I don't mind saying it on air, I showed Toby Gad who Diplo was. Like really? years ago, because like he's like you know, for all you guys listening, Toby Gad is like this very accomplished, incredible muso producer. He, I mean, he just has years of hits. His most recent one was um, John Lennon, John Legend, um, All of Me, All of Me. Yeah. Like he's had hits for years so and years good. and years. But I was in the studio with him. Um, we were writing a song of mine, Dirty Blonde, and. Um, to get to that process, we had so many like throwaway ideas, but I was trying to get him to actually rip off like a Diplo groove because he's 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 an older German man, but he's super cool and he he got it right away. He's like, oh Diplo, I like this, and he's like working on it. And then um, like and then the German accent. <laughs> oh, I'm probably Diplo. offending someone. That's just how Toby sounds. Um, and then. Um, Anyway, long story short, uh, all the like we had like a pile of like really good rejects because at the time my A and R like didn't want to use any of the Diplo feeling Toby combos, mm. and then he hit me up and he was like, "Hey, I'm working on Madonna's project with Diplo," and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like I got like jealous slash so excited because I was like, "What does this mean?" And he's like, "I I played her. I'm not gonna say the title because it's." It's still a, it's a really good title, and I plan to do something with it. But he played her this idea, and apparently she really liked it and was gonna oh. like finish it. So I went around town telling everyone, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm a Yeah, I was like, oh my god, like everyone's like, how are you? I'm like, 
I'm good. How are you? I'm like, yeah, what's been up? Mm, you know, just like, I think I have this Madonna cut. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, awesome. That's, that's awesome until like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So but at least you got that week or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I had it in my mind. Like, you know how it works being an artist. Like, I'm sure you've had songs put on hold or cut mm-hmm. before where like, you think that they're going to use the song and then the record comes out and they don't use your song. Yeah. And like, that's how you find out. It's the worst. Yeah. And so that's kind of what happened. Like, I kept hitting up Toby being like, is she using the idea? And he was like, silent on me. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess we'll just find out when the album comes out. And then, no. It's the worst. <laughs> you just, you can't even say anything until it actually happens is what I've learned. I learned the hard way with that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Really stupid, really embarrassing. I mean, we've all made it. I had mm-hmm. I had I had something on hold for Rihanna this record, and <sighs> I was like, "Oh yeah, I got a Rihanna cut." Right. You know, told my publisher the whole thing because <laughs> it didn't go through them. So I was like, proud that I did it, you know, by myself. And then it didn't happen. And <sighs> yeah, I only found out when the record came out. I was like, "Fuck." And the thing is, like, we sound crazy in in some respect because I, I'm, I'm sure some people are listening, being like. Yeah, right, or whatever. Or maybe not, because we're clearly legit. <laughs> but, but like people are assholes. Yeah. No, but like I guess to my to my family who still don't understand what the fuck I do, like it's really funny. I think part of that though is like my dad being foreign and not understanding like what I do. Like I try to explain to him on a daily, like, Baba, I'm an artist. Like I write songs and I and he still doesn't get it. He calls me a dancer. <laughs> Well, you do dance. I do dance, but he calls me a dancer. But um, but like, like I told, so he understands dancing, not singing. I don't know. Like when I performed on Conan, I, I told this story the other night. Um, when I performed on Conan a couple years back, um, my dad called me, and he was like, "Very good job, very good job, excellent dancing." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Thank you so much." I was like, "What about the song? Like, what did you think?" And he was like. The song was okay. <laughs> the dancing was excellent. <laughs> I was like, okay. But so I told everybody, I told everybody, I was like, yeah, I've got the song from Madonna. And then and then you just look like a liar asshole. Like you look like you're just like delusional making stuff up. But they don't realize that it actually does almost happen that mm-hmm. way. Totally. And then it doesn't. And then it doesn't. <laughs> <then> it doesn't. <laughs> um, the next question comes from... Mike Hummel, he's um, at Soli Acoustic. He wants to know, has Anjali ever come across an unsigned artist that she would work with? Yeah, I did just recently. Yeah. Um, on Sunday Sunday, which I do every Sunday with new artists. And um, he was a young artist from South America somewhere. Um, and he sounds like, like a young Gautier. And, wow. and he does everything organically. Like he produces himself, he plays guitar, and he does like, he like bangs on tables to make drums. Wow. And he's just really cool. And um, I really like him. So yeah, I'm kind of working on some stuff with him now. I'm telling you guys, Sunday, Sunday, get on that with Angeli. Um, okay, this last question is my favorite question. It's from at Fake and Shake 88. Um, what's the oldest pair of underwear you own? Well, well, that goes back. Like my underwears go back to like ni- the nineties. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like I have underwear. You have underwear from the nineties? Well, okay, that doesn't make any sense. They're You're like a child. I know, but they're 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 shorts that um, 
I don't think that counts as underwear. We're but the, we're I wear them like, as underwear. Okay. The like I you don't wear, wear them as underwear. underwear. Well, I in general I don't wear underwear, so I consider you don't wear underwear. No. Wow. Interesting. I don't really like it. What about that like friction? <laughs> Sometimes I have more orgasms in the middle of the day. Um, I I I find it like constricting, and I don't think it's good for your vagina. <laughs> I really don't. And we have our first argument. <laughs> you don't think underwear is good for the vagina? No. Oh, I think okay, it's constricting. I it needs me. to breathe. It's like, you Yeah, know. but you wear cotton. You wear cotton underwear. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. But I just, I still think, like, ideally for me, I'm uh-huh. wearing, like, baggy pants with no underwear. Or, like, a skirt <laughs> with no underwear. Or a robe with no underwear. A or skirt a with no underwear? sweater with no underwear. Oh my god. That's like the ideal situation. That would freak me the fuck out. Really? I would feel naked even though I had a skirt on or drop crotch pants on. I would feel very uncomfortable. I I disagree with you on this no underwear thing. It's I mean, liberating. I, you should try it. No, first. I don't want to. I'm so scared of this. Well, I, what happens when you go to sleep? I wear underwear. You wear underwear to sleep? Yeah. I Come think on. a lot of women wear underwear to sleep. That I think that's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> that's borderline uh, OCD. Well, no, I mean not <laughs> not all. The, okay, uh, are there like is there a night where you know like after the heat of the moment you just fall asleep? Of course. And doesn't that feel great? Yeah, but that like on a normal night, I wear underwear to sleep. So. When you're not I think, having I think, sex, I you're just want to say I think that you are the minority in this situation, and I would, I would listen. I want you guys to weigh in. Don't forget to tweet me at EdenXO. Use the hashtag Artist Arguing. Please weigh in on this underwear if you debacle. Wear underwear to bed. That's the question. I, yes, I, I wear underwear. Yeah. If, if you think it's strange, just any any of your opinions on this underwear argument, please. No, <laughs> I recognize us. it's strange to not wear underwear during the day. I, I mean, recognize most people, but I, I I do think that you're in the minority for wearing underwear to bed. I mean, there are two other women in the studio right now. Do you wear underwear to bed? Bahar, do you wear underwear to bed? Depends. Sometimes I like will only wear my underwear. Yeah, I only wear underwear as well. I don't wear like a whole outfit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. But I also sometimes like wear like... Like yoga pants without underwear. Yeah, right. You know, but so if like, if I'm cold, I will also wear like a t-shirt. I'll wear like one of Ryan's t-shirts and, yeah, and underwear. Yeah, I'll wear a t-shirt and underwear. I'll always wear a t-shirt. Like okay, so wait, my mind is getting even more blown. So you want your tits covered, totally, but you want the poonani flying, yes. just out there. Yes. Okay. I always need. I always need the top covered because I get cold. It's not about you know. Okay. Okay. We disagree, and we have our first argument on artists arguing, and I love it. Once again, chime in about what you guys think. I'm at EdenXO. Remember to use the hashtag artists arguing so we can read your comments in future episodes. Um, <laughs> blows me away. I never knew that about you. Yeah. But wait, I don't feel like you answered Fake and Shake's question, which was, what's the oldest pair? Is it okay? Well, that one was take from the, the 90s. shorts out of okay. it, like That's- actual thong. Like, what is the oldest pair of underwear you own? <laughs> I, I sometimes wear my mom's. What? Yeah, sometimes I wear my mom's. Like, if I go home and I don't have underwear and she's got some underwear <laughs> in the laundry room or something. I love you so much. Like, you're you're blowing my mind right now. Would you wear your mom's underwear? Is that Fuck weird? Fuck 
to the no. Really? I would never. I wouldn't wear anyone's fucking underwear. I wouldn't wear anyone's but my mom's. I feel like we probably have the same, you know, whatever is <laughs> happening. I, 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 I. <laughs> I thought I knew you really well. Like we've been friends for five years, and I feel like I'm—I know nothing about you now. <laughs> like this is blowing my mind. Yeah. No, actually, I mean, I could see—I could see it. I could see it. Um, if you—I mean, it's only if I'm—I'm I'm home. There's a lot of conditions for that to happen. If I'm at home, if I don't have any underwear, because mm-hmm. they're all in the you laundry. You just travel with no underwear. Mostly, yeah. Because I usually have underwear at. You know, there's a drawer in my old bedroom. Right. But if it's gone, or I've whatever then I'll and I need underwear because by the way I don't wear it so it's like this extreme situation where I'm wearing like jeans or something where I I will wear underwear jeans yeah but yeah so all those things have to happen before I'll like put on a pair of granny panties but (laughs) but yeah that will happen for sure wow and my mom's like I mean my (laughs) underwear is so basic it's like cotton and like super supernatural and my moms are like lacy and leopard and like red satin it doesn't freak you out that she might have been doing things with your dad in that underwear and then you're wearing it she's not done things with my dad in a long time okay (laughs) (laughs) but um no 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 things like that don't freak me out you're like that I feel like that speaks to who you are like now I'm gonna flip it on the positive side I feel like I I am gonna come around and say that like you are one of the most like go with the flow like cool chicks that I've ever come across you are very like cool cool like I feel like that's your response to stuff a lot like you'd be like cool yeah cool (laughs) really (laughs) so it makes sense to me that you're just like oh my mom's underwear yeah cool like I could see that like I mean this is a compliment like I do love like I'm envious of how um free you are as a person that you just like roll through life like you you just kind of like you're very in the moment which is something I strive to like figure out how to be oh I'm not though I mean I want to be more in the moment too I think you're very in the moment really yeah I would say that that's good so (laughs) I know it's been it's it's been a week it's been a week since this uh fuckery of an election situation everyone's still freaking out um five marriage proposals what i got five (laughs) marriage proposals in the past that's what i was gonna get into yeah so i don't think we touched on the fact that you're canadian Mm -hmm. um but you're canadian from toronto um, and um, I was going to say that um, a, a theme that I've been hearing a lot, seeing a lot, meme culture, etc., from everyone, everyone from Snoop Dogg to Lena Dunham, Lena Dunham has been um, a moving to Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to take presidential politics out of it because I think it would be insulting and quite frankly a joke to even try and compare Donald Trump and Justin Trudeau. Um but I'm wondering if you took um, politics out of it, what your top three reasons, like advocating for why living in Canada is better than the U.S. would be, or if you don't feel that way, and I'd like to know. Um, well, you mean taking out politics, so taking out free health care and free education. Yes, I'm talking like get into the ketchup chips and like some trivial shit. I see. I don't like ketchup chips. People love them. Sarah loves them. Sarah fucking loves them. Oh my gosh. Them. She smuggles them across the Canadian yeah. border. I've had to smuggle them before for her. Um, but uh, the best things about Canada, I'd say, are the cleanliness, man. Right. It is so clean. Like, you can... 
walk down this you can like eat something off the sidewalk wow have you ever done that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've once dropped um a bagel with cream cheese <laughs> but it was half in the bag and it dropped on the ground and I, I was in a rush, and it was still delicious. And the <laughs> sidewalk looked pretty clean to me. I'm sure someone, like, I'm sure someone's dog shit on it. But it yeah. didn't look like it, so I ate it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the cleanliness is amazing. The water is amazing. You can just drink the tap water. Okay. But like, you, can drink, you can drink New York City tap water. You can, but not L.A. No, not there. L.A. No, I agree. Okay, Love it, loving these. So far, I have no, I have no, um... Not no pushback. Keep going. <laughs> um, and I think the other thing, I guess it's a little political, but there's no sense of like real nationalism, okay. which I think is a good thing. Like okay. people are pretty like open, you know, right. like they're not like this is Canada. And if you mess with how great Canada is, then you get right. out Go of back here. To yeah, exactly. Wyoming. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff drives me nuts. I hate yeah, that. I hate, me too. I, I hate that. Me too. There's not a lot of that in LA, though. Um, you there think? can be. I was surprised. This this election blew my mind. I mean, it made me look really? at everybody in a whole new way. Kind of. I'm yet to meet an actual Trump supporter. Oh, I've met several, and I'm, f- I'm freaking out. In fact, wow. I even discovered that secret member people in my family were like secretly Trump supporters on my mom, like on my white side. I saw people like supporting him like crazy. And then I deleted them off Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Facebook like unveils. It really did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's where older people are, right? So that's where like your high school or your preschool. Cousins that are like older with their, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was bad. I was reading some shit and I was like, what? Yeah. It was bad. Um, okay, so those are all great Canadian things that I can get with. Um, we're going to do a segment now called I Can't Get With That. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. Oh, now we have a jingle. One more time, please. I can't get with that. <laughs> I don't know. That's a Beatles song. I don't know if it's those are the lyrics, but it should be. It is now. Um, so milk in a bag. What's up with that? That's Canadian. I, I know. That's why I'm asking you. Milk in a bag. I can't get with that. Do Have you, you tried milk in a bag? For Okay. Yes or no? Caveat. I don't drink milk. Oh, okay. But I used to drink milk. Have you drunk, drunk it out of a bag? Drink? No. It's more like, it, why? What's the th- why? I guess space. I don't know the exact reason. <laughs> okay. But it, I think it packs easier, right? Because it's just a little thin piece of plastic like separating each. It looks so weird. I guess it does look weird. Like when you go to the store when you're back home in Toronto and you want some milk, do you buy milk in a bag? No, we it, have now we have cartons, but I you, think people do. Yeah, people buy milk in a bag all the time. So the, it's the the option of the carton has been introduced, but you still have the classic Canadian milk in a bag. Yeah, like I mean, I will say you can get more milk in your hands with bagged <laughs> milk you can just grab two things you know and with it's your a mom, lot of milk in there like if yeah, your mom's mom going drink. to the store would she get milk in a bag I haven't seen her have milk in a bag in a long time okay probably because you know the BPAs and the plastic people know what's coming out of plastic now right I, and I do think for that reason it's probably less popular although what's in the, the carton thing's probably lined with some plastic in there anyway right I, I, I don't know I can't get with that <laughs> moving on uh, this is like pretty cliche, but poutine. Poutine. Have you tried poutine? 
I can't get with that. So I have not tried it. I don't think I will try it. Well, you have to try it before you can say that you can't get with well, it. Well, I've tried all the ingredients. And separately. I, separately. And That's like saying... I don't necessarily <laughs> think that I want to try them together. <laughs> For people listening who don't know what poutine is, give us a little educational lesson. It's fries with cheese and gravy. Well, it's not just cheese. It's curds. Cheese curds? Cheese oh, curds. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Which to me are disgusting is that does that taste like cottage cheese is that a cheese curd i think it's like the they're like those little rubbery balls of cheese like actually when i used to visit my grandma in idaho she would like give us bags of curds and whey like little miss muffets out on her tuffet eating her curds and whey and it was these like like rubbery like hard weird cheese balls i think it's like all the shit that's left on the bottom or something i don't know what what are are cheese curds we'll find out in a minute they remind me of yeast infections fuck yeah (laughs) they do right so you can't get with that either then no so you don't eat poutine no i mean you know me yeah we're drinking what chlorophyll cilantro (laughs) right now yeah guys we're healthy we're drinking um cilantro celery apple lemon ginger dandelion chlorophyll collard greens it's delicious really nice oh we have an update on curds what are curds cheese curds in cuisine or cooking are the solid parts of curdled milk either eaten alone or used in various regional dishes mostly in canada and in the (laughs) northeastern and midwestern united states they are sometimes referred to as squeaky cheese I've had fried cheese curds in Madison, Wisconsin, or Milwaukee. Squeaky sh- cheese. I, I can't get with that. Neither can I. All right. That was I can't get with that. I got with some things. I didn't get with some things. This is Eden, and you're listening to Artists Arguing with my special guest, Miss Angelie. Hey, Ange. Hey. Um, if you're just tuning in, you've you've missed quite a doozy. You gotta go back. You gotta go back. You gotta you gotta um, get into the uh, get in on the underwear no underwear conversation, ladies. I'm a I'm a germaphobe, and um, I had an anxiety attack due to caffeine slash going into um, TJ Maxx and just I couldn't handle it. And then my and then I was looking at my Starbucks coffee and I was like, why is this red? It's not Thanksgiving yet. And they skipped. Like, they went Halloween, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's skipping Thanksgiving. It's like a whole month just doesn't exist. Well, but what's the color for Thanksgiving? Isn't it also red? No. It would be like fall. It would be 